Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today, we're going to be in the Psalms, um, chapter 106, verses 11 through 13, reading from the New American Standard Bible. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words. They sang his praise. They quickly forgot his works. They did not wait for his plan. (laughs) This passage, of course, is recounting um, the children of Israel being freed from their captivity in Egypt. It highlights how mightily God delivered them from their enemies. And he did so in such a way as to never, for the Israelites, never to have a need to look over their shoulders. For it says that he completely annihilated them. No one was left. And isn't that just like God? He doesn't do anything haphazardly. Not our God. We may, but not him. He would not deliver them only to leave a remnant of their enemy so that the enemy could torment them. Nope, everyone who had tormented them was completely gone and the Israelites did not need to worry about the Egyptians any longer. To me, this passage has so many goodies. (laughs) First, it addresses short-term memory. For me, I never quite understood how the first generation of Israelites could forget what God did for them. After all, they were the ones who saw the ten plagues. They saw how God um, parted the Red Sea. They experienced God providing a cloud by day as they were walking along the peninsula, you know, going toward the Red Sea. And that cloud was to keep them cool and shielding, shielded from the scorching sun. Then at night, there was a pillar of fire that kept them warm. Because for those of you who may not know, in the desert, as hot as it can get during the daytime, it gets dreadfully cold at night. All of this, they experienced. And like I said, they crossed the Red Red Sea. And they forgot? It just doesn't seem possible to me. Now, I could give some leeway to their children and then the next generation. Because the further you get away from a from an event, the harder it is to keep that event fresh and relevant. Not saying that it's impossible, it's just harder to do. But the first generation, the people who actually experienced all of this, them forgetting is no excuse in my book. Second, this passage addresses their short-term memory, right? And I'm not addresses their short-term memory, but because of their short-term memory, and their lack of short-term memory, I guess, they didn't wait on God. So that's the second aspect, not waiting on God. And I want to take note that, you know, while it was fresh in their mind, they worshiped, they praised God because God had done it immediately. Then, poof, all of a sudden they didn't remember anything. It was it was gone. God was taking entirely too long And uh, so they set about doing things their own way. And I'm not sure the exact timeline of how long it actually took from the time they were settled at the base of Mount Horeb to where, you know, Moses went up to speak to them. 
you know, how long that took, but however long it took, it was too long for them. So they just decided that they weren't going to wait on God. The third this passage brings um, to highlight is rebellion, I think. I say that because they knew that Moses was up on the mountain speaking to God. They were at the base of the mountain. (laughs) But they didn't want to wait on God, the very God that had just delivered them. And I can just hear the scenario. You know, Moses said, I'm going to go up to Mount, you know, Horeb. I'm going to talk to the Lord there. He's going to give instructions on what it is that we're supposed to do, you know, our next steps. And Moses goes up. And then the days start ticking. And then all of a sudden there's someone who says something like, I think he's dead. He probably isn't coming back. Well, you know, we never really could trust Moses anyway. He probably went over on the other side. They've left us. We're going to be here all to ourselves. That's rebellion. And so then they didn't wait on God. And rebellion causes sin, which is the fourth area. Whereas we're unpacking the goodies of this pa- of this passage. Their sin was twofold. First, it was their rebellion, because rebellion against God will always lead to sin, because you're going against what he has for you. Rebellion is disobedience. And second, that disobedience caused by the rebellion, right, will cause you to act. And that act will always be sinful. Remember, they built an idol to worship a golden calf. Now you can call me dumb, but how dumb do you have to be to think that something that you make with your own hands can deliver you from anything? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Just doesn't, I mean, and you just walked through the Red Sea. I just can't process that. But that's exactly what happened, isn't it? And that's what this little scripture, this little passage that we're reading is recounting. But you know what comes to my mind? There was another individual who was given some instructions by God that rebelled and sinned. But their sin caused all of mankind to sin. And so I know you know I'm talking about David, not David, I'm sorry, Abraham. I don't know why I can't get my words together. Adam, thank you very much. Adam was the one who sinned. God told him not to eat of the tree of good and evil. Not Eve. And I'm not giving her an alibi or anything. She was definitely wrong. But her eating the fruit was it didn't have the same consequences as when Adam took it. She offered it to him and he took it. And that was rebellion against God. For me, the passage, even though it highlights all of these things, what is at the crux of it is our need to remember the God that we serve. It all started with the fact of, or it ended, I guess you could say, with they quickly forgot his works. But that's the crux of it for me. We can't afford to forget how good God is. We can't afford to forget all that God has done for us, 
even in the midst of the season that we find ourselves in, caregiving in particular, right? That's what the enemy wants. He wants us to forget God's good act because it leads to exactly what we see happening with the Israelites. They forgot and then they didn't wait for God's plan. And in them not waiting for God's plan, they rebelled and they sinned. That's what the enemy wants for all of us, but we're not going to give in to the enemy. We're going to be a people who remember God. We're going to be a people who remember all of the things that God has done for us. I want you to remember how he has delivered you along your life thus far. I don't know if I've stated this before but if I've had I'll I'll restate it keep a journal I have an Ebenezer journal where I jot down all of the ways that I know God has delivered me from certain situations and they're not necessarily um, bad situations it's just um, things that have happened in my life where I know oh God was there I was able to do x y and z because God started maneuvering some things and the next thing I knew I found myself at this point I have a number of those. And so when I'm feeling down or, you know, disgruntled or or I think God isn't listening, which I know isn't true, I whip out that little journal and I start remembering all of the things that he's done for me. And then it soothes my my soul because I remember, oh, that's right. God is my shepherd. (laughs) I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. I see how he has done that in my life. And so I would encourage you to do that too. Because as long as you serve God and make him a priority in your life, then as you go through the various seasons, they won't be so difficult for you because you're walking with him. You're acknowledging how great he is and you're submitting to his will. Because let's face it, life is hard, (laughs) but it won't be too hard for us if we remember the the awesome God that we serve. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for being a God whose memory is inexhaustible. (laughs) You remember everything. And whereas, Lord, we may not be able to remember everything, help us to remember you. Help us to remember how good you have been to us. Help us to remember that you are a God who will never leave us or forsake us. Help us remember that you are a God who are close or who is close to the brokenhearted. That you are a God who can understand everything that we're going through. That in our loneliness that you are there in our frustration that you are there, in our anger you are there, in our fear when we just don't know how things are going to go, that you're there. David said that there's no place that he can go that you aren't there with him. And it's the same for us. Help us to be mindful of you all the time so that we don't fall prey to the schemes of the enemy when he whispers in our ear that you don't exist or when he whispers that you're angry with us and so therefore we can't come to you in prayer 
or that what we're experiencing is because of punishment from you. Help us to fall back on the word that we know that you've placed in our hearts through this podcast, through Bible studies, through our own readings. Allow your Holy Spirit to speak these scriptures to us to remind us that you always hear us and that you're not angry with us and that you love us with an unconditional love. Help us to remember all of that this day as we go through this life. Help us realize that we are never alone for you are with us. We love you and we thank you for being a good God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All righty. Make a journal of how good God has been to you and go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus. Bye.